Thank you for tuning in. This is Thoughtful Thursday, where we bring to you different professionals to talk about their thoughts on the impact of COVID-19 on different industries and the society at large, what we can do and should do, and what we should expect coming up from this. I am your host, Daniel Iskanda. In this episode, we have Associate Professor Dr. Anasuya Jagatevi Jagatesan, Program Director for Psychology from the School of Liberal Arts and Sciences, to share with us a little bit more about the effects of COVID-19 on our mental health, ways we can cope during these uncertain times, and a glimpse into how psychologists are working these days. I hope you're all ready for some exclusive insights. So, Dr. Anasuya, what are some of the effects of the COVID-19 on our students? One of the major things you're going to have is when we talk about students with major exams, where it's an international major exam, you're talking about A-levels, you're talking about um, you know, exams where I wait a whole year and then I'm taking the exam. And now we have students who were ready to take the exam and were told, wait, how long? Don't know. Still have to study? Yes. Exam's going to happen? Yes. When? Not sure. Now this does create a unique kind of stress that is very you know, special to these students. Another one is, now for lecturers, we've gone to, you know, make whole studies into online, into online learning. Lots of students do past year papers. They look at, they look at past year papers for inspiration or comfort. I can do the past year questions, so I should be able to do this exam. Now they don't have past year questions because the style of, of uh, giving the exam is now different. So how would that change the way students answer questions? So the amount of control a student has in an exam is much less and that also creates a unique kind of anxiety. Students then who are also in a situation where they are trapped away from their family. They are in a foreign country and in that foreign country they are in student housing where it's almost empty except just for them or they are in shared housing with roommates who suddenly, you know, last time they were just roommates. Now I'm living with them 24-7. As the COVID prolongs, what about food? If they are living in certain um, student housings, they don't really have that much access to food areas. Most of them don't drive cars. Who is responsible? How are these young people going to get access to food, to money, to various kinds of needs? And to get the, to get the message out there that the university does have their back, that the university will support them. And it will support them, you know, to make sure the students are, you know, are taken care of at a reasonable level. So these are things that we need to think about in this time of crisis. It's not just about the studies. It is also about physical needs, basic needs that the student have, and emotional needs that they have in the situations that they're in. There are many social trends on different social media platforms like TikTok videos and exercise routines. Are these social media trends a coping mechanism used by society? Right now, during COVID, we're stuck at home. But we're also stuck at home in a point in history where we can reach out from home. We can reach out emotionally. I have you know, relatives and family who are part of Zumba groups where they all come together, they have a Zumba session and they are doing Zumba in their house by themselves, but they feel that they're part of a larger group. And this is definitely a coping mechanism. These are things that we can do to reach out to people, to make us part of a larger community. How does the change of our habitual routine affect our mental health? 
We are stepping out of our routines. Are we stepping out of our routines in a positive way or a negative way? When you have this very heavy energy that says, all I want to do in the whole day is sleep, all I want to do is read, and then you say, okay, no, tomorrow I'll do the work. Guess what? Tomorrow's not going to come. If you do not decide, this is my timetable, this is when I'm going to get up, this is when I'm going to study, this is when I'm going to do stuff, you are going to fall into the trap of inertia. At certain point, switch off your handphone. Because some of us are finding that 24-7 messages are coming in, phones, calls are coming in, Zoom meetings are coming in, and it's getting overwhelming. It's going into your private space. And because you're not outside the house, you think, oh, I'm by myself. No, you're not. Make sure you have boundaries within your mental space where when it's your time, it is your time. What are some of the ways students can cope with our current situation? You know, if you're trying to cope, it's to know when you need to reach out. Please don't wait till you are so frustrated and you are feeling broken and then reach out. We are not here just to see students who break. We are here to see students who are having trouble, who are struggling pushing stuff up a hill. And we are here to say, okay, we can support in this way. We can't do it for you, but we can definitely support. So the first thing is to reach out. The second thing is if you are supporting other people and you are their rock, you're also human. Know when you are supporting people and you have been the source of comfort when you need to self-care. Other stuff that you can do in order to cope is definitely physical activity. Okay, Get the blood pumping, whether you put music to dance, whether you go walking, whether you run up and down the stairs, whether if you have a garden, run around the garden, if you have a dog, you know, that's, or if you have a dog or cat, that's even better, play with the dog or cat. It can be on your balcony, it can be on the rooftop, it can be just at a window. But try to get some morning sun. You need the vitamin D from the sun and it also helps clear your brain and clear your head in ways that, you know, since time immemorial, it, it has been one of the greatest healers that we have. Okay. Has the current situation affected the way psychologists are working? Most counsellors and clinical psychologists, we do see people face to face. Under the circumstances, we have to work however we work. So for most of us, we are actually going online. The presence is still felt. You are still face to face with the client. It does have an impact. I mean, we have to adapt. Are we preparing our students to face situations like this when they graduate? Psychology is not about learning subjects. It's about learning those courses and subjects and applying it to the critical, the critical aspect of psychology. Even in this crisis, they're still calling on psychologists. They're still calling on humans. It is important to be human. Finally, any advice to our listeners? One thing about mental health, it doesn't stop. Whether you have COVID going on, whether you don't have COVID going on, whether you've got major exams, whether you're getting married, whether you are going through a breakup, whether you are having kids, you're not having kids, mental health is a lifetime thing. The best advice I can give you, forgive yourself. No matter what happened in the past, oh, I did this bad thing. You probably did that bad thing because of lack of knowledge, lack of skill, lack of know-how. Forgive yourself. All right. Thank you so much. That was Associate Professor Dr. Anasuya Jagatevi Jagatesen, Program Director for Psychology from the School of Liberal Arts and Sciences, Taylor's University. I'm your host, Daniel Iskandar, signing off from Thoughtful Thursday, the podcast with leading opinions from our thought leaders here at Taylor's. Stay tuned for the next episode.